Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, the Penny Bloom Podcast. His eye, Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? What's good? You know, it is the 81st episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. 81. 81 of them. And we've we've gone on a pretty good streak here. We've Like, this will be 35 straight weeks with an episode. Oh, shit. That's okay. a lot of weeks in a row. That is a lot of weeks in a row. That's at least one episode per. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. Yeah, so you know, leave a rate and review if you enjoy. You know, just help out the boys, share with share with a friend, you know? Of course. We of got course. a lot of good shit to talk about today. Talking about some uh talking about DC's catalog on HBO Max because that shit's that sits deep. And we talk we, we go we go in and we talk about it for a little bit and then we're gonna talk about some music. You know, we got Code of the Friend, Benny the Butcher. Lana Del Rey got some more too. Just to, if if you got any other honorable mentions, but uh, it's gonna be a good one. Yes, indeed. What you been watching, man? I mean, I've been watching Attack on Titan for sure. That shit sure. is. Uh, it's about to actually. The next episode is the end of the first half of the season. Um, got you. Got you. People are are calling it. They're mis. They're miscalling it the end of the season, which I don't know. Man, it's just like I. I think it's misleading in a lot of ways, but it's just the, the end of the first half of the season, as I understand, because they still got a ways to go in the story. Like, they, and that's what's crazy about it. Um, but I, I know the second half, like, second when the second half comes out, whenever that is, that, that'll be fucking in, in fucking insane. Like, I'm ready to catch up in between that gap there, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, it, it, won't, it won't take you long. It's not, it's not, it's only, hmm, actually, it's, it's about, 75 episodes, I think. Goddamn. So, Might take me a second. But, man, you know, if I get real into it, it won't take long. Oh, yeah, no. If you, I, I, I am, I am confident you will, you will, um, be grasped and it, it makes it feel a lot shorter. And honestly, I watched it. Well, this was actually the first anime that I ever watched. Um, but after watching Naruto, just like fucking 70 episodes, that is shit. I watched damn near 400, bitch. Exactly. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's what I've been watching for the most part. I'm about to get into these uh these DC shows on the um on the DC uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I've been um uh, me and me and Emily have been going back through some Marvel movies. You know, since the uh, WandaVision came out and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're keeping up with those. So I'm kind of I'm kind of going back and showing her the classics. You know, and I personally, Guardians of the Galaxy is like top tier sci-fi like not just like superhero movies like genuinely as a sci-fi fan if you watch those they're going to be like breathtaking to you yeah and uh and the the stories are very very not uh they're very heavy sometimes uh-huh. it can be a lot you know uh with yondu's death and stuff and uh I mean, obviously leading into Infinity War when Gamora dies at the hand of Thanos and stuff. And sorry for the spoilers, but it's the Marvel Universe of the most popular movies on Earth. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't, you're you late. Sorry. Late, you're late. That's all. Um, but, but yeah, so we wa- we literally watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 earlier today. And uh, it's just, it's just too good. I love it so much. 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's fine. No, the Guardians of the Galaxy was always probably the funniest entries into the uh, Marvel canon, but and that's what's interesting too is they are the funniest, and you don't expect them to be as important as they are. But like Infinity War, like as I was watching Volume Two today, I was thinking like it's almost a spirit sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it feels like the third part of that trilogy because you know the story is so heavily based around Thanos and Gamora, and then uh. And then, you know, Peter Quill ends up being the one who ruins everything because Thanos killed Gamora. Right. You know, so, like, it feels very, very much so, like, it was, they were two of the most important entries into the saga as well, which is, which I didn't realize at first when they came out, you know? Is one of the Infinity Stones purple? Yes, one of them is purple. It's the uh, Power Stone. I got that bitch. You got that bitch? I'm, I'm, holding it. I'm, I'm holding it in my hand right now. Like Peter Quill at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1? Hey, you know, call me by my full name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. You ready for a good episode? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm ready. Alright, let's roll the tape. To the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and how. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. shock on here they got static shock they got the they got the old ass wonder woman series from like oh my god yo i'm watching this immediate like this was like my shit when i was a kid like not just like some shit i would casually watch like my shit like static shock was that motherfucker that was your guy yeah they got there was four whole seasons oh yeah they got the fucking the, the batman beyond crossover episode this year this this was four whole seasons. Holy shit! Yo, they got so much. Yeah, like they've also got a uh, Young Justice. They added that on here, which is a relatively newer one. Fuck. Yo, I would. Oh my god! I mean, straight up Justice League, not just Justice League Unlimited, which came out when we were fucking when I was one. This shit came out. Uh huh. Oh my god, I'm so excited to watch these. Oh shit, there's so much fucking DC stuff on me now. <laughs> I love looking at all the old animated series stuff because I had all these action figures when I was little. Oh yeah. Like Hot Girl. Hawk Girl, not Hot Girl. <laughs> hot Girl? <laughs> Hawk Girl. Uh, Green Lantern, Flash. It was epic. Holy shit. I loved that shit, man. Only two seasons. That's crazy. I can't believe he really they really released the gray version of 
I got I gotta find a good ass TV to watch it on this time though, because last time I watched it on like a really like small TV. Yo, how about you come through and we watch it on the projector downstairs? Shit, that could be a move. You got a projector? Wait, is that the projector that you have outside? Uh, no, no, it was the it's the one that uh we had in the sub basement. We have we we put one in the sub basement. We got one for Christmas. Shit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I forgot you. I don't think you've seen that yet. No, no, I don't think so. Hell yeah, I'll have to. We'll we'll have to watch that at some point. Now I'm black and white. As always envisioned. Wait, so he—that's so crazy. He like he actually wanted the whole movie to be gray. Like that's crazy. He wanted it to be black and white. That's hard. I just I just got justice as gray. Like that's a huge DC theme. Like oh yeah, what like, like a huge Batman theme especially. Especially, yeah. Holy shit. That kid begins? Fuck. Yeah, they got a lot of shit on here, man. Have you seen that? I've not. A heartwarming story of a young cancer survivor who captured the world's attention when the Make-A-Wish Foundation granted his request, request to be his favorite superhero for a day. Oh, that's, that's based on the true story. That's a, yeah. It's like a documentary. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I don't remember. I haven't watched the actual documentary, but. The only thing I still want very sorely is the Batman animated series from like the 60s. It's whenever the fuck that shit came. Wait. Batman the animated series from the 90s. On here? That's on here. Fuck. Damn. 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 That's that. That's the classic right there. That's the OG. I remember me and me and my brother used to. We ordered like we watched all like every single episode of this fucking animate of this show um, through Netflix mail in CDs. Like you know when you're just in the order, like we like we like every week, like we would see how quickly we could watch all the episodes on the disc so that we could send it back and get a new one. Like it was we was that was like the first like binge like show that I ever really binged. I feel. like. Damn. I, I love that. Damn, they got hell of shit. Okay. I'm going to be on HBO Max. <laughs> yes, sir. Maybe we uh we we keep on the same pace with the Batman the animated series and come back to it on the pod every once in a while. Okay, I bet that. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. Just cuz I love I love that shit. And I'm always looking for like I'm not really looking to get too invested in anything that I'm watching. Exactly, and a cartoon's nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 nice, nice uh, bite-sized dose of entertainment that I can do quickly and efficiently. Do you remember Batman: Mask of the Phantasm? Oh fuck! Yeah, no, I had that shit on VHS. I had that. Me too, bro. That shit is legendary. That's like one of the best animated movies ever. Oh yeah, and I hardly remember it. Like, it's not like I have a very distinct memory of it, but it just. I remember like watching that shit over and over and being like enthralled in it. Enthralled, yeah. Like this is this is what Batman is. I had Batman Mystery of the Batwoman on DVD and VHS. And like that's this is ultimately why I feel like Snyder's work is so appreciated. Appreciated is he really like he doesn't play on like these. He, he plays on these sorts of concepts that really start to come out in these shows um, about like the character of Batman 
and it's it's almost as if he he like was really paying attention to that. He wasn't just trying to create a standalone Justice League franchise, like movie franchise. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's trying to continue like continue these characters on, on like on screen. God damn! You seen Titans? Let's talk about Titans. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Seen the so I watched I watched all of season one pretty quickly. Um, and then I watched maybe an episode or two of season two and I was just like, I mean, okay, it seems like the Titans are coming more to fruition here, but the storyline is not very interesting to me at the beginning. So no, never- the, the, the front of season two, it does start slow, but that it catches some steam for sure. Uh, especially when, uh, Deathstroke really gets introduced into the fold and, uh, Connor Kent. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing seeing some photos of him. Yeah, and then there's like there's this there's the storyline later in the season. It's like a kind of an in theory, like what if uh, Batman went bad? Like what if Batman killed? Would it push him to the edge? Oh yeah, and they they played around with that concept a lot the first season. Was that was that when the hallucination thing was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that wait, was, shit. That was, yeah, that was season one. That was, like, the Titans' first, um, like, major thing together, if I remember it right, because they had those those people hunting after them, and then they uh, they got caught, and then they, they were taken to that facility, and they all had to get out, and yeah. Robin was having the hallucinations. Um, but there was... See, there was something else that happened at the end. Oh, oh, and then it, it re it, they went back to that at the end with the what was the name of the final season one threat? I for, I forgot that motherfucker's name. Sorry with the T, right? Shit, man. Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> Thanos pop up. Nah, man. I don't. I don't remember. I watched this shit like three or four months ago. Was it Triton? Um, it was. Shit, I don't know. Does Ravager sound familiar? No, I, I think I, I, yeah, it was Trigon. 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 Um, shit, I need to give this series a rewatch. I hardly remember like the details of it. I just remember appreciating it a lot. It all it all built into uh, how Raven was like supposed to be the vessel for resurrection. Like that's like, right. It's her dad. Yeah, it's her dad, Trigon. Um, but he captures all of the titans except for beast boy and raven basically and i remember watching that and i was like that whole final arc like i'm not gonna lie that like see mid mid season one kind of was losing me just because like the episodes are seeming to get like kind of lost in these useless plots Mm -hmm. well like early season one they introduced doom patrol in like the fourth episode which got their whole own spinoff that was cool it was a cool episode but it has nothing to do with the show besides besides introducing beast boy into the fold they just wanted to kind of start up a, a new, um, or like tease a new. Ship. I have watched Doom Patrol though, at least the first season, and it's it kind of lost me in season two as well. But season one of Doom Patrol was actually really, really solid. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, no, the, the, but um, yeah, I remember watching that in Raven, like when it was just like Raven and Beast Boy versus Trigon, mm-hmm. and Beast Boy immediately gets his ass kicked, and I was like, oh yeah. What the fuck is gonna happen here? Like Raven is she she she's good, but she doesn't really know what the fuck she's doing yet. She's either gotta have a massive power up like right fucking now, or somebody is coming who I didn't expect. And she basically had a massive power up, 
right fucking there. You know, it's just like there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, and I like I like uh, this show's version of Robin a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I do too. Uh, probably my favorite uh, version of Robin in any property, really, just because like the Boy Wonder is a fun concept, but like I don't like the. I, I don't usually think the 12 year old character resonates with many people. It's just kind of. Yeah. Right. Dick Grayson older is uh, much more compelling, which is also a tidbit about the justice league. Um, the um, Robin, I don't know. We might've talked about this, but the Robin that they allude to in um, at the end of the uh, uh, Zack Snyder's justice league, um, that Joker alludes to Robin having or Batman having lost isn't actually Jason Todd. Um, it, it was supposed to be Dick Grayson, hmm. um, who like ends up dying, and there, it is the Robin who ends up dying in that universe, which I thought was interesting. Man, I like I like all the different storylines with the potential Robins and stuff, like the way they've got the current. Like, think I think Jason Todd becomes Red Hood. In some stories, and uh, yeah, have you played Arkham Arkham Knight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, pretty bad. I, I like that. It, it, it's it's crazy how you can communicate, like you can communicate some of the most essential DC storylines, like very, um, just like in in subtle ways, like games and shit. Like that's how, like honestly, the Arkham games do a very good job at explaining a lot of like base history about Batman. Oh, 100%. Like, it got it touched on everything. You got a history with Joker, a history with Scarecrow, um, Poison Ivy even gets gets her own shit. I love, like, uh, spoilers for that game, but it's been out forever. Like, Poison Ivy's death is phenomenal in that. It resonates extremely deeply, and it's like, I've never felt that way, like, during um, a video game. It, like, r- reading of her character that I've ever seen. I love Poison Ivy. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite super or comic book characters period just because like i love how she was always branded as a villain because she killed wealthy ceos who were ruining the planet but like now that's not so much a villainy thing to do yeah i mean the killing part anti-hero let's say that uh-huh. yeah no, i've talked about that on the podcast how uh, the harley quinn animated series really uh kind of changes her image quite a bit yeah Okay. Yeah, like um, yeah, I haven't seen that. But honestly, we, we we just gotta we just gotta go through this this uh, DC hub on HBO Max. This is because I remember looking at it before, but like it wasn't this robust before it had. Oh no! Like it, it recently got an update that just like boomed it. Like it. Yeah, and like it, it makes me wonder how long they're gonna have all this stuff on there because probably not that the, the, DC has its own streaming service. Like, why wouldn't they? Well, I think I think that's kind of like I think it's getting folded under the HBO Max umbrella. Like I think once DC stuff comes here, it's here to stay. Oh shit! Like from now on, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. It puts DC, it gives DC a little higher echelon taste. Marvel's on fucking Netflix and DC's on HBO. I mean, you're associated with the much more refined sort of uh, name in the in the television game there with HBO versus. Uh, um, Netflix, you know, I'll respect the Netflix, I guess, but it, it, it ain't no HBO. 100%. I'm looking at this catalog right now, and we got uh, a movie from 2018 called Batman Ninja. Uh, it's a PG-13 
uh, animated movie, and I think I definitely want to watch it. Batman and a cast of villains, including the Joker, are transported back in time to medieval Japan in this groundbreaking anime feature. It's anime. Huh. Interesting. I'd have to give that a look. Yeah. Um, speaking of anime, have you heard of the uh, Star Wars Vision series coming out? Yeah, it's going to be a uh, an it's going to be like ten ten short stories, uh, all anime creators from Japan. Oh, I didn't realize Star Wars was a thing in Japan. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of trying to bridge a gap. You know. Like introduce introduce a whole new thing through anime. Yeah, no, that sounds kind of dope. I would I would watch that. I I feel like Star Wars is kind of a story made for anime. Like if if well, you could start from square one of Star Wars and, and tell it through and like a um, a protagonist and a, a a shonen arc, like you, I think you would uh, there would be a very interesting development or unfolding of the story that way. I feel you for sure. But yeah, I'd like to see some more anime creations across, you know, like Marvel and DC and stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, yeah, I gotta watch that X-Shock too. I gotta watch that immediately. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, that's one that you don't have to watch all, all at once, you know, you can kind of space those episodes out. Like anytime you want, you're like, you know what? I, got, I want, I kind of feel like some static shock right now. You just throw that on, watch it for a little bit. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be perfect. That it, it just fits my schedule much better. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. What are we, we, we? Oh yeah, we we're talking about we we're talking about Titans, weren't we? Oh, yeah, um, that's where that's that started. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, Titans season one was a. Uh, it was good in the sense that it. Wrapped up well, I think, and it tied together everything well because there is a and solid it point. Me. Like it kept me the whole time. Yeah, but like I, I feel like midway through the season, it's it's easy to not understand why things are happening or why you're being shown certain things. Yeah, it's very comic booky. You know, it's uh the the reason I like it is because like it it's the Arrowverse shows, but with an extra like uh, kick with the violence and the uh, profanity. And the storylines. I was surprised by the violence. It seemed like the violence was kind of extreme to me. Yeah, it was very excessive. It's a, definitely a dark take on the uh, on what superheroes will do. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Um, it seems like they, yeah, they kind of wanted to. I don't know why they felt they they had to tell it like through a mature lens, but they're just kind of like all the other titans are fucking failed. We have to do something radical to get it to work. Yeah, I don't know. But nevertheless, it has turned out some pretty good characters. I like Dick Grayson in it. Um, I like uh, Coriander. I think she's awesome. I like... Uh, I like uh, I like Jason Todd, even though he can be a little bit of a prick. Trying to make his character fun. Oh my god, yeah, when he killed those fucking police officers, that shit was astounding to me. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he was just like, he just said, fuck it, this kid's, this kid's kind of a, kind of a loose cannon, I'd say. Oh, yeah, no, when he did that too, I was like, I didn't realize it was this extreme. Holy shit, this motherfucker is crazy. Well, yeah, and that's kind of part of the Red Hood thing. 
is that he's unhinged. I knew that, and I felt like the casting wasn't really like a on point. Yeah, like it didn't. He didn't really seem like a guy. A guy who would that. Yeah, I feel that for sure. You know, I'm looking at the original Justice League. Um, like it's listing on the HBO, and it's already like it looks. It looks like they're trying to like resurrect the comic book heroes as the culture imagines them, and Zack Snyder is resurrecting them as the as the writers and characters imagine them. Oh yeah, I dig that. It's like if you just look at the photo, it looks almost like a like a comic book cover. Yeah, comic book cover, but like a vintage Justice League photo. Very simple. They're all just standing in a line. It's got classic yellowish light on it. Um, But then you go to you go to Zack Snyder's, and you got like fucking this menacing sort of version of that with gray. Yeah, the dark, the dark take on it. Yeah, I mean, like we said on the last podcast, Zack Snyder's Justice League is probably the best thing the DCEU has put out ever. Ever. And I mean, did the DCEU even put it out? Like, it, it seems like they didn't want to. But... Yeah, it seems begrudging. Huh? Yeah, it seems begrudging. Like, they're not going to do anything with Snyder moving forward. They're not elaborating, elaborating on any of the storylines. Batman versus Deathstroke got nixed. Like, that's not happening. Um, there's so much shit that like they're just like fuck it. This is a completely one-off, not canon story. Kind of sucks. Yeah, which does kind of suck. That that does kind of suck. I don't know why they do that. They're kind of dumb. It's just because it's not theirs, you know, not the story they created. So yeah, pretty shitty though. Because I mean, the Snyderverse. Say what you will about Zack Snyder, he's he can certainly be quite dumb of ass, but uh. He had some good ideas here in terms of where the story could go. Oh, yeah. No, he, knew, he, had, he definitely had some um, some visionary potential here. And what there is one storyline that is, has been reported that I don't think I like one bit because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But that Batman, or, uh, Superman's son was supposed to become the new Batman. Superman's son? Yeah, like he was going to have, and this is his word, he was going to have a five-part trilogy. Five-part trilogy. A five-part trilogy. So Zack Snyder, not the smartest, not not the sharpest knife. No, maybe he meant multiple parts in one, in one movie. I don't think he did. <laughs> I think he meant, I think he meant five movies. But, uh, in the form of a trilogy, which wouldn't be a trilogy, <laughs> it would be a series that still equates to. But, but at some point in that trilogy, uh, the next Batman was going to be Superman's son, which is makes no fucking sense. It's a bit asinine to me. Yeah, that's that's stupid as hell. I don't uh, I don't understand how that what the fuck he was thinking with that. But this this is Zack Snyder's idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've read anyway. I don't. I, well, often I feel like these creators like have great starting ideas, but then they get down the road and the shit just kind of goes fucking insane. Yeah, 
Yeah, it sounds like that. that's what could have happened should Zack Snyder have gotten to really hash out his vision as he would have liked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, in general, I think uh, DC more more often than not is headed in the right direction. Uh, I think, like, even with, like, Wonder Woman 1984, like, that movie got kind of panned critically. But I think it, it I think it accomplished exactly what it aimed to accomplish, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just kind of an average movie. Like, it was a good, it was a Wonder Woman movie, you know, it was, yeah, it was a solid one-off, you know. It was it was a good it was a good standalone movie. It was entertaining. I mean, it wasn't great or anything. It wasn't like a critical I kind of the fun already. But well, it's Pedro Pascal's character is like becoming the wish maker. Oh and, yeah, yeah. There's always they always pick weird villains for the indie, for the independent movies. Well, that, they got to do something new, you know. It's hard to do. Yeah. But it, nevertheless, that was a very strange, strange idea. Um, and a lot of people would argue it didn't translate well, but because I love my boy Pedro Pascal, I gotta say that it did. I mean, and Aquaman, that's a good movie. That's a genuinely good movie. And then you got, and then you got Joker, which I know isn't part of the actual DCEU, but you know, you got, that movie, which was phenomenal, you got Robert Pattinson's The Batman coming out. So that's, yeah, be, that's... I mean, like DC in general is headed in a good direction. I think. Yeah, sounds good. But yeah, you know the uh, the DC catalog on HBO Max it, it runs pretty deep, and I I definitely look forward to looking through it all. Yeah, I think DC kind of has its its hand on the um the animation game if not the live action if it doesn't it, do, it doesn't have its handle on the live action game but definitely the animation game. and you know the live action could be headed somewhere but the animation there's tons of good animation here tons of classic cartoons um classic movies too you have the old superman movies you got the old batman movies it's just it's good it looks good i can't think of really any i mean i can think of a couple but not like too many profound marvel animated classics i mean i can't i can't hardly think of shit you know i mean there's there's an there's an anime young avengers which is pretty solid but it's not like it's not pretty batman. recent isn't it yeah but yeah it's not a batman the animated series classic or anything like yeah yeah dc's hub i guess that this wasn't really an episode about or a segment about titans it was more about dc yeah. So, last week we were going to discuss some of the new music that came out, but uh, you know our Justice League conversation ran on pretty long, and clearly we weren't done, given the first segment of this episode. Uh, and but now we've decided, you know, let's let's make it back around to that music that came out. We got a we got some pretty good releases, some genuinely genuinely great music, in my opinion. Uh. What was your favorite release from last week? Um, was that last week already? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The Code of a Friend is Fire. I'm not going to lie. It's a project that probably like that the most. Um, it's just, it's just got a, something from the cover art to the sound to the performance. Like, this dude just Code of Kid. Like, we talked about it. it. We talked about it in the very 
first episode. He created the feeling. Created it. Like, and it's all, it's all, it's all throughout. Like, it's, it's all the feeling. It's all there. It's, and it's called To Kill a Sunrise. Yeah. Play on Tequila Sunrise. I don't know if you caught that. Huh. Nice little, nice little, uh. Drink and uh, yeah, it's a drink. Nice little, nice little play on words there. But God, wolves coming with that introduction was different. Oh my God! Yeah, no, and it's just like it's, it's almost like a. It, it, I feel like Coda's always dabbed, dabbled in like a, a sort of poppy sound, but we can't like underscore or like we can't. Um, I guess forget about the role static select that plays. No, I was going to talk about this for sure, bro. Like, as much as Coda the Friend and Benny the Butcher are MVPs of last weekend, we got to give just as much props to Static Selecta and Harry Fraud. Like, they, Harry Fraud especially, too, though. Oh, Harry Fraud especially, though. Like, I, I love Benny the Butcher, but you got to have production to carry on a project with a flow like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that flow, killer, but it can be a lot on a whole album, you know? Of yeah. yeah. So coming with production that uh, never lacks intensity. Uh huh. Fucking. Oh, no. Yeah. They both. I think they both did a really good job with that. What uh? What, what were your favorite songs? Off of uh, To Kill a Sunrise. Yeah. Um, like I said, I loved Wolves, but I also liked uh, the Love. Uh, the Love was one of my favorites. I thought that was a really good one. Uh. Also, uh, I mean, Sunrise and Sunset, those last two fucking, yeah. it was just a really good, co- complete album, you know? That we're starting to just in general get, like, artists are really, like, Kanye might have really did something that, again, when he, when he showed people that you can have an album that's seven songs for 20 minutes, because these songs, these albums that we've been getting recently aren't much more, used to, they're about usually 10 songs, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, To Kill a Sunrise, 10 songs, 34 minutes. Uh, the Plugs I Met too, Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud was 9 songs, 28 minutes. So, like... Which is just a lot different than what we, know, like, have come to expect, which is, like, these 14, 18 track mm-hmm. albums with... And we and we did get a few of those. Huh? We did actually get a few of those. We got a, a Minute to Midnight by Mayday. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, no, I've never heard of that person. But uh, 17 songs, 56 minutes. I listened to a couple songs off this, and uh, Mayday's pretty solid. They've done a few collabs with some good artists, so I've been, uh, I've, I've only been familiar with them through that. But uh, pretty solid. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my favorite release was probably The Plugs I Met too. Yeah, no, that, that shit was... Um... Yeah, he, he kind of the, just like I didn't realize I needed this album until I got. Also, Benny the Butcher all, already has has preference. The dude's whole persona is modeled after the Sopranos. How yeah. fucking perfect is that? I realized his record label is called um, the Black Soprano Family. Black Sopran- Soprano Family. I was like, yo. That is fucking perfect. Like, bro, Benny the Butcher, and, and, and like, especially from the, the, the outro of the, uh, of the first song on, uh, um, um, what was, what was his last album? Uh, Burden of Proof. Yeah, Burden of Proof. 
and does the reenactment of Tony talking to Chrissy. I was I thought mm-hmm. in the first song, this one is named When Tony Met Sosa, and I'm like, man. I feel like that is that a reference to Scarface? I yeah, I think so. I think so. But I think I it's seen a, that movie in so long. I haven't. I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie in full. Ooh, that might be one we also have to give a look see on the projector. You know, oh, yeah. we'll have a nice uh, seven and a half hour movie marathon where it's only two movies. I'm down. I'm so down. <laughs> um, this is making me want to watch it. I, I kind of, yeah, I do want to. Shit's a. I mean, and the whole album was, and that plug talk with two chains. Yeah, yeah, no, that that, that was fire. I fucked with, yeah, I fucked with the intro. Really I fucked with when when Tony met Sosa. I thought that was like really good. Like Harry Potter really sets the scene because like I don't even notice until like halfway through the album that um, like the beats that Benny the Butcher's ra- are rapping on aren't they aren't matching the intensity of his voice. And I yeah. was like, yo, that's crazy that like this is a smooth sort of like production base and. Benny the Butcher's still doing what he does, and it's 100%. still la musica de Harry Fraud. And Harry Fraud does a bunch of work with uh, currency, as far as I understand it, or he had, at least he has a project with currency, and this is what that made me think of the most. Here, let me look up Harry Fraud and see if he's got if he's got any other credits or how many other credits he's got. I'm not gonna lie though, No Instructions probably gonna be my favorite song released last week. Period though, No Instructions. Is- Oh, no instructions. That was a different level. Too. That shit was hard. That shit was hard, bro. I liked, uh, I liked talking back a lot. Although Fat Joe does, uh, refer to the coronavirus as the Wuhan virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bad look. But like the, the, uh, the statement he put out is like, I, I, I recorded this verse and sent it like a year ago back when the news was still calling it the Wuhan virus and stuff. That's what he was trying to justify it with. But it's like, eh. Nah. We got no, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do a little bit more critical thinking than that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't looking at the, uh, I wasn't looking at the track list the first time I listened to it because I was at work and I was on the road. But when Fat Joe came in, I thought it was Ghostface Killer. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that. He sounded a lot, and he mentioned Wu Tang, and he sounded straight from New York. So I was like, "Oh my god, is this Ghostface Killer?" And it turned out to be Fat Joe. Which that would still—that's yet. I don't know if they have anything together, but if they like Ghostface Killer is still very active, bro. Get with get with Benny. Just go across, oh, dude. Ghostface and Benny the Butcher would be. Can you imagine like a uh uh Clavo. Griselda Method Man? Griselda Wu Tang. Griselda Wu Tang. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, oh hey, Griselda Wu Tang Pro Era. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know what that fusion sounds like, but I know I, I will listen. I know. Oh, one hundred percent. And I know I will enjoy it. Zero doubt. Zero doubt at all. I mean, God, that would just be a perfect collection of yeah. talent there. Yeah, no, that would that would be fucking perfect. Um, French Montana and Jim Jones. I I hear those names and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, they've been around. They're they're more the they're, they're just a little before my time. You know, like they're, they're just like not nothing against I, I them. French kind of came out right when we were. They both. 
surprised me. Like I was like, I don't. French came with it. No, like I, I am, I am predisposed to despise whatever French Montana puts out. I don't know why. I don't like French Montana very much. I've always been like, where the fuck did this dude come from? Like, who who is French Montana? Why is he acting like he's an OG? Who the fuck are you? Why is he Why is he here? And honestly, and uh, yeah, no, he, he, he. I'm surprised Benny the Butcher put him on an album, and I'm surprised they did so. Well, he's the, he's one of the Coke boys, you know, like that. He's got the real. Uh, oh yeah. You know, soprano family type shit going on. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um. Not, but, and then Survivor's Remorse. Well, I don't know who Rick Hyde is, but Survivor's Remorse was fire, too. That, 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 that three-song run right there. And it's just like, I'm realizing these albums are leaning much more towards these just like short song runs that um, get you to honestly listen to the whole album over again, because I don't mind listening to those songs, but I'll listen to them to get to the three that I really want to listen to. Um it's a Jim. There's a Jim Jones and Harry Fraud album out this year. Shit, the Fraud Department. That sounds interesting. Man. You got a you got a couple. You got a Conway the Machine feature, a Currency feature, a French Montana feature, a Dave East feature. Huh. Interesting. That might be one I have to check out too. Eleven songs, thirty-one minutes. You mentioned the Dave East. I used to listen to Dave East, but I kind of got got stop listening to him. Well, Dave East. Uh, He's good at rapping. Like, there's no doubt. That man's got fucking bars. Like, he can rap his ass off. Uh-huh. But it's like, he, I, I think he's a better feature artist than anything. Like, yeah, I tend to agree. He's got, he's got some good albums and stuff, but like, I'm never going to run through a Dave East album front to back. You know, I gotta, if, if I'm a, I'm gonna pick some songs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it does just kind of get a little intense at times. Yeah, and you know, he is one of those guys that'll put 17 tracks on an album. Oh, yeah. And have no hesitation about that shit. 100%. But moving away from rap a little bit, um, Lana Del Rey also dropped an album. And I remember we talked about Norman fucking Rockwell back in 2019 when that dropped, which is fucking crazy now. Yeah, that was crazy. It seems like it was pretty recent. I was like, Lana Del Rey is coming out again, dropping again. Like, bro, if Kendrick can start, if Kendrick and J. Cole can start doing shit like Lana Del Rey does, then they'll be good. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it was, um, I was a little, uh, scared when I turned on this album because White Dress, straight off the top, not a great song to me. Um, the first song? Yeah, the very first song. She's doing like this weird, high pitched, breathy thing. That I'm not really into. It doesn't sound bad or anything. Like I can't, um, I can't like shit on it because I'm sure a lot of people like it, but I, I personally am not a fan. Uh, yeah. She moves away from that, but thankfully. Okay. So white dress kind of lost me, but there's there's some good there's some good songs like two and three. Fucking song track titles. Chem trails over the country club. Pretty pretty good songs. Pretty good song, and then a uh, Tulsa Jesus freak like that's straight. That's Lana Del Rey straight up. Yeah, I haven't actually had the chance to listen to this one. I feel like I really like got it. I get these bursts of Lana Del Rey moods. I'm not in the mood all the time, but I don't come. Uh, nah, see, like I, Lana Del Rey is very sad. 
Oh yeah, very. It's 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 just sad. And like I listened to, I listened to the album just while I was at work because I was looking forward to I was just listening to all the new music, you know. So that's kind of the frame of mind I got into into to listen to this was like let's just listen to the new music, not just uh, you know, let's get sad as fuck. Not just the ones you wanted to listen to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you also got a. You also got Justin, but Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. How was how was that? Also, I, I'm not necessarily Justin Bieber guy. Probably probably won't end up listening to that one. But. Uh, front to back, it's pretty solid overall, music wise. But uh, I'm a little skeptical, given the name of the album is Justice. It has it seems to have nothing to do with justice one bit. And he samples Martin Luther King twice. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, nothing to do with justice, you say. No, doesn't seem like it. Not on, not on first listen. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Or color me unsurprised. I mean, just, it, it seems so random when I was listening to it. <laughs> like, like there's a song, like the track four is like, a minute and 40 seconds and it's a Martin Luther King snippet just of Martin Luther King talking. And it's like, how relevant is this to what you're trying to do here? Yeah. Like Justin Bieber, the pop star. (laughs) That is already stands very, very, uh, deep in like, uh, cultural appropriation discussions. Oh yeah. No, he, he, He's kind of the poster child for that. Um, he's kind of lived his life on the teetering the edge of cultural appropriation. Yeah, he's a uh, he's an interesting cat, and it's just kind of a fun, it's just an interesting choice to me. To have very very interesting. I've never really quite understood Justin Bieber. Maybe that's why I'm not compelled to him. I was, I was in variance Justin Justin Bieber when it first came out, like first first. Um, but then I was just kind of like, wait, who the fuck is? You know, I remember when Justin Bieber first came out because I was in like fifth grade and every girl in my class had like a picture of him on their desk. Oh my God. I was like, I was like, yo, it's just, and I was like, why Justin Bieber getting all the attention? Where my attention at, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I still fucked with Justin Bieber. I mean, like, I remember I loved One Less Lonely Girl when I was in fifth grade. That shit was, that was fucked shit. He, was, he was making them hits when he was... When he was There's gonna like, be one less lonely, one less lonely girl. That shit slapped. Like, he really, he, he understood what it was like, you know, but somewhere I'm along... the you one time. You remember that shit? God damn. Oh, yeah, no. The, the, you know, he's got some nostalgic bops, I ain't gonna lie. Uh-huh. No, he's definitely he's definitely got some shit up his sleeve. Um, it's just you know I think he used to be able to relate, and then he, he reached a certain point of success and he could no longer relate. Yeah, and that's when yeah. you know it just kind of stopped being interesting. Yeah, I feel you there. He's got a song with Daniel Caesar on here. I heard a snippet of that, and it, it honestly, wasn't bad. No, it's it's it, and like I said, the music on this album overall solid. Like I. I'll probably go back and listen to a few of the songs on here, but uh, it's just uh, weird, is all. Yeah. I also uh, I discovered another artist this weekend. Uh, not nothing new put out by them. Sadly, they they died in 2011. But uh, a Japanese producer uh, by the name of Nujabis. 
New like Nujabes? N U J A B E S. N U J A B E E S. Yeah. Yeah. Two E's. No, no. just one E. Huh. Oh, maybe I don't know that person. Uh, but they have they have like these. He's a producer and he's got a bunch of uh, features on his album. Uh, and like um, he's got three albums that I listened to. Uh, first one was Metaphorical Music from 2003, Model Soul from 2005, and Spiritual State from 2011. And this shit is like lo-fi out the ass. Like it's just so vibey. Like you will 100% love this shit. Okay. Fuck, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I've been looking for some new lo-fi bobs. I, I definitely recommend Model Soul than M O D A L Soul. M O D A L Model Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but pretty dope. Got a song in there called "Reflection Eternal" that is just gas. Reflection. Ooh, that's, that sounds good. Reflection Eternal. Yeah, no, that's a, that sounds like that shit. Sounds like that shit right there. But yeah, overall, last week, favorite release was The Plugs I Met too. Uh That Code of the Friend, not far behind, though. I love to see how far he's come. You know, he had the he had a top five release on Spotify this past week. Who did? Coda. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, he had the fifth most streams. Damn, look at that. He's getting up there, then. That's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean... He's, he was always kind of... He, he, he's been one of those kind of undercover dudes for a while. Yeah, for a while. Like I feel like I, I've I've been familiar with Code of the Friend for like five years at least. Yeah, no, I definitely know. Uh, I've, I've heard you. I've heard. You, I feel like you were listening to him in high school. Honestly, I was. I remember when he dropped anything. He uh, he dropped that back in 2018, and that was like uh, I think that might have been his debut album. But uh. I remember that shit, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is fucking great." Why? Why are more people not talking about this guy? Because he's he's also got that kind of lo-fi type feel, you know. He's got that very calm, never, never raising his voice vibe, you know. Yeah, he's soothing. Yeah, he, he he's got he's really easy music to listen to, which is why it's easy to just kind of turn on as a one hundred percent. I remember when he dropped Photo back in 2019. That was a good album, too. He's got a good catalog. He's Oh, yeah, no, he definitely has. I haven't I haven't really gone through his catalog as much as I would have liked, but um, I definitely yeah. fucked with it. I, I just put Claire on to... Uh, what's, what was the last album that came out? I don't know. Actually, every, everything. I listened to everything a lot over the summer when that came out. Um, that was very summery. It's also got lyrics to go, Volume Two. That's- I didn't even know that came out really until I noticed the Killer Sunrise drop. Well, it's ten songs, fifteen minutes. So these songs are like snippets, basically. Damn! Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. Lyrics to go. It's <laughs> just like quick, quick, quick. Um. Damn, spot. Claire just texted me. Did you know the Black Eyed Peas came out with an album last year? I did. I actually did. Uh, because I listened to, I have one of their songs off that album on a playlist. Oh, shit. Uh, it was called Translation. There's a lot of Spanish music on that album. Mm. 
uh, I had a, what song was it that I put on that playlist? I couldn't, uh, celebrate. I put celebrate on a playlist. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I listened to that whole album about a year ago at some point and, uh, it was solid. You know, I saw something on Twitter that was like, yo, the black eyed peeves, black eyed peas coming to save 2020. Turns out they didn't, but. Featuring Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> oh. that shit slapped. Uh huh. Sidewalk saved my life. <laughs> yeah, Kenny's, Kenny's verse on that one crazy too, and the production was lethal. Say say say. I come from Myrtle, one brown lady like Daylay. Say say say. We hung on summer, summer mattress with baby. Say say say. 
I would hell. I used to hella fuck with uh, "Die for You" from the album. Mm. There were some good ass songs on that. Um, Six Feet Under was good, and of course, Starboy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't like that album at first. But it took me a while. It took a while for that one to grow on me, which proved to me that it was actually he was he was probably doing something on there. Yeah, you know, I I was uh, I was critical at first because it was the pop hit, you know. But like, there's a reason it was the pop hit. Like looking back at it, you know, like that shit was a genuinely great song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but after hours was just different. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was that was that was taking it back. That was taking it back, back. I want the weekend Andy Pock and Bruno Mars. I just want him to feature on one Silk Sonic. Oh shit! Yeah, when is the Silk Sonic? I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but we're definitely talking about that shit week of. Yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. Um, I think that's that's about it for open new music though. That yeah, I think so too. Um, more than I have been listening to recently. There's been a, some good releases to justify that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm not usually. I haven't been big on new music in a while. You know, mm-hmm. not listening night of or anything. Mm-hmm. No, first time I first time I'd done it in like forever with Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon three. Oh shit! I don't even. I still don't know if I listened to that. Yeah, I listened to that and uh, Evermore by Taylor Swift in the same night. They dropped the same night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me and, me and Emily had a nice listening party. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I don't listen to Man on I, I usually get to the Kid Cudi music late anyway. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, Speed and Bullet to Heaven whenever I got around to that, and I was like, oh, God, never mind. No, never mind. Yeah, that one was a, that was a, that was a project. Uh, that was something you did. Uh, I remember I saw a Reddit post about a song in there, and it was like, does no one else like to listen to this 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 song at their British like fucking um, house party or some shit? I, I can't remember what it was. It was like their party at their flat somewhere. Shit, and somebody just absolutely roasted this dude. Like, who the fuck listens to this shit? You fucking weird British dude. <laughs> God damn. Oh, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty lethal. All right, man. You got anything else? <gasps> no, I think I think that's about it. All right, well, this was the Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed, please go leave a rate and review. Follow us on the socials, you know, uh, Penny at Penny Bloom Pod on Twitter, at Penny Bloom Podcast on uh, Instagram. I'm starting to update that more often. Uh, every time we have an episode, I put up a little graphic of, uh, of the topics and stuff so you'll know as soon as we uh, put out an episode. Uh, share with a friend, you know, help the podcast grow. Sounds good. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. That was Tavares Pennington. And, uh, you know, peace, love, and bloom.